Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is January the 20th, and we are in the Bible reading plan in the book of Luke. Today, we'll be reading Luke chapter 16. Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to him, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, Have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, 
Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, They will not be convicted even if someone rises from the dead. This concludes Luke chapter 16. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So these are some crazy stories in Luke chapter 16, and they all have one thing in common. They are about the blindness of people who live in the world, that they would rather do things their way and applaud somebody that is shrewd rather than listen to who is right. So the parable about the shrewd manager, Jesus isn't applauding this man for being deceptive. He's saying that that's the way people applaud. Jesus is saying that people reward things that are not good, but God is not like that. In fact, the story of Lazarus proves that point again. When the rich man dies and he is burning in torment, He wants another chance, yet a just God says, you had your chance. You can't have another chance just because you suddenly realize what is real. Jesus is teaching about us being able to look past this earthly world and see a heavenly perspective. We can get so caught up in the here and now that we don't even realize we're okay with things that don't make sense. Think about it this way. How many of you have ever been in the city somewhere and you passed by a homeless person and didn't even look at them? It's easy for us to think through our own eyes and not through the eyes of God. Or how many of you have ever held a grudge against somebody and wanted them actually to do bad or to be hurt? It's easy for us to hope something harmful on somebody who's doing something we don't like. It's like when that person goes flying past you and cuts you off and you hope there's a police officer somewhere so they get a ticket. Or when somebody is in a hurry and they rush past you and they slip and fall on the ice and you say, ha, serves you right. That's us wanting harm on somebody instead of looking through the eyes of God and saying, oh, I hope they don't fall. I know they're in a hurry and they shouldn't be, but I don't want more harm to come to them. See, that sounds so fake and crazy, doesn't it? Because it's so much easier for us to hope somebody gets what they deserve than to really hope that they have God's grace and mercy abound in their life. You see, it's easy for us to think like the rest of this world. But what Jesus is trying to say is there's a different way. And God's people find that different way before it's too late. So ask God to show you what it looks like to think through his eyes, to forget the things of this world 
and not conform to the patterns of everybody else, but to be transformed by changing the way you think. Yeah, that's a little bit of Paul speaking Romans 12 too there for you. Because I think he had it right when he said that this is our spiritual act of worship by presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, meaning we put others first and we're not so concerned with ourselves that we can't do what's right. And we follow the custom of a different world instead of this world. So do what you can today to put others first and to follow the patterns of God instead of the pattern of this world. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.